You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Hey, Maddie, how are you doing? Fine, I guess. It's been a while. I know, it really has. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. You have a little bit of an attitude. What's going on with that? I wouldn't say I have an attitude. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh then why do you have an attitude? Well, you know, just the podcast name is Voluntary Vixens. And while, of course, we love Dave, I'm really not sure he's vixen material. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he said he doesn't do yoga or, or burn sage. So you're probably right. Blasphemy! Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. All right, so today we are recording on the week of Halloween. So it's extra spooky this week because we're going to talk about propaganda and media which means that we also have to talk about lying well those two are hand in hand and i would say um the zombies are out oh yes and i would and the people that must be listening to these news channels reading these newspapers to some degree, I think everybody's a little bit zombified because how is this stuff permissible? How is this stuff passing? I I, I don't know. It Like, uh, what was it? Um, a few months ago, somebody had talked to me about um, one of the sources that I had posted on Facebook was questionable. And, um, and I said, well... Nowadays, everything is questionable. I mean, you can't even trust the New York Times. And um, that just was like, you know, that was blasphemy to her to say that. Yeah, I know. I would agree. I mean, I think in my mode of approach in anything is question everything. And that's what I would tell everybody else to do. Question everything. And um, I've had to do some re- serious rethinking um, in the past few days, and we'll get into that in a little bit, because mm-hmm. I think you would agree with me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's nobody that's safe. There's nobody that you can really trust. I mean, I trust Dave Smith. Sorry. But as he was saying in his podcast this week, or whatever it was, it came out, like, we listened to that guy for just straight, n- unedited no apologies, nothing like that. Listen to him for hours upon hours upon hours all week, every week. Like, we know him at this point. We know a lot of the people we go to now that are, I wouldn't say news sources, but they're commentators. Mm-hmm. And so some they actually happen to enjoy or get something useful out of um, watching these psychopaths on TV or in the, in the press um, that are just lying as casually as if you were, you know, eating or picking apples off a tree in the fall, like basic people. Yeah, I think, and I think what you're trying to say is that, you know, as far as like, you can't really trust any, any news horses today because we know everything is biased. So, you know, even if you're watching, 
I mean, when I talk to any of my friends, really, and I tell them the news is biased and it's lying to you, they're like, well, so is Fox News. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I only exactly. listen to Fox News. <laughs> yeah, actually, like, I don't. Because uh, I, w- I, spend, I spend just as much time yelling at the TV when watching Fox News as when I'm watching, ugh, torturously, CNN or MSNBC. And usually either of those instances only when I'm out in public. And for some reason, it's being played as if those are safe channels. Yeah. It's just funny about who will complain and who won't complain. I will say the right has all the problems that um, we've laid out before, and we'll t- probably touch on some as we discuss this topic today, but they don't complain like little you-know-whats all the time to everybody. I mean, they are the boomers are definitely out and about on Facebook and, you know, my flag, and okay. they've got their issues, but um, the complaining... Yeah, I think that's... Being complaining, I can't handle it. That's what kills me. definitely comes from one side over the other. Now, I will say, when Obama was president, I remember my mom leaving Fox News on in her living room all the time. And even I would be like, turn it off. And I was no fan (laughs) of Obama um, Mm -hmm. at all. Like, I would... I will say, like, I like Trump better than Obama for other... For various reasons, but... I still could not stand to listen to people complain about a man all day long. And that's exactly what I can't stand about CNN and MSNBC and, you know, you name it. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I was just talking to my husband today about our kids because like today I yelled at both of them for like, for basically just like nonstop repeating themselves over and over again. Because we went we went trick or treating this past weekend and like mm-hmm. you know for the past few days I've been giving letting them have like some candy after dinner and it's like I give them one piece of their candy and they keep asking for more and it's just like <laughs> I don't know why you keep repeating yourself it's the same answer every time so yeah. uh, that well because they're trying to wear you down <laughs> yeah and maybe that's maybe that's the goal of msnbc and cnn too is just to wear us down and be like fine and peach trump or, or give up I, you know and that's never gonna happen but that's what they think i guess that's what they think is gonna happen but it's super annoying it reminds me of my children being children and these are adults and your children are young young children yes. i'd expect to remind the reporters audience. and newscasters to be much more mature and handle themselves better and i'm not seeing that and that's what's driving me insane no we haven't seen that and i feel like that something i want to kind of know what spurred you to post your um original meme on our instagram account so everybody should go follow us on instagram oh jesse actually posted (laughs) this velociraptor that was cursing (laughs) trump and that was a jesse original everybody i applaud that um, the fans already love it, so th- so it seems, but, um, did something in particular, like, pop up or happen that reminded you how much, how crazy, I guess, the Trump derangement syndrome is? Yeah, um, actually, it, what spurred it on is a, back in 2015, maybe, maybe earlier than that, there was, I was, um, there was the hashtag, thanks, Obama, that was, like, sarcastic, yeah. you know? I remember, like, a friend of mine making a funny post, and then she would, like, she complained about how, like, 
the weather was terrible and her tire went flat and blah, blah, blah. And then she's, you know, said, hashtag, thanks, Obama. So then I started, I don't know what spurred that on, but I just started thinking, like, wouldn't it be funny if there was just like a meme that just blamed Obama for something? And I found this amazing meme that had like a T-Rex and like uh, meteors were like showering the sky. And it was saying, gee, damn it, Obama. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. And I was like, uh, and I remember that being so funny. And I thought I had saved it on my phone, but I didn't. And then, okay, Trump comes into office. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like everything that Trump does <laughs> is terrible. And Trump breathes. Yeah. Impeach him. I know. And they're like, we have a liar and a misogynist and a racist in our in the White House now. And you, I mean, it was just like constant. And I so I was like, okay, I'm just going to make one for Trump. He needs to have one of these too. Because there's nothing funnier yeah. than dinosaurs being killed by meteorites. Dinosaurs cursing the world. <laughs> Cursing, <laughs> cursing, orange man. <laughs> orange man, bad. Yeah, so that was... That was my dinosaur voice. Yeah, it wasn't a great story, but that was where it originated from. So thanks, Obama, hashtag, for that meme, because you're the reason why I thought of it. Well, thanks, Obama, for President Trump. Yeah. Because <laughs> anybody, like, everybody forgets that, or doesn't, I don't know, people, certain people think that all of a sudden, Trump just came out of nowhere. Trump, remind. let's remind everybody, Trump and his support and the whole following and the whole movement, everything about Trump and Trumpisms and 2016, it, the election in general, it was a reaction. It was a reaction to eight years of Obama and decades before that, I think, whether people were conscious of it or not. That's what happens every Every eight years, to be honest. And that is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know. Bush was, it, it was terrible and everybody hated him. And what better way to erase Bush's legacy than to pick somebody who looks. Seemingly looks was completely different. Yeah. And acts completely Sounded different. And even very though, different from him. But he basically did everything that Bush. He extended everything that Bush did. So. Oh, yeah. No. Piggybacked off his terrible foreign policy. And then expanded it from there yeah and nobody talked about it and what was crazy and so you know when we people will say that we might only focus on left criticisms versus right criticisms as somebody who like came from the right and was at some point brainwashed enough to think that this was true but so and you can tell me what you think about this but so, for the eight years of Obama, what did the right say about him and his foreign policy? He was too soft. Mm -hmm. He, you know, didn't show strength. He didn't do enough. Um, I'm pretty sure he was the one who took us from two conflicts to eight conflicts internationally. All of them violent yeah. and very destructive, very murderous. And, you know, that's not soft or that's not not doing enough in my in my mind in my book um and so the right for the right to completely whitewash what he was doing and to make everybody seem especially the people on the right that are going to trust people like on the fox on fox news and all those right wing talking heads i, I mean that's one of my biggest beefs with the right and why i'm definitely not on the right. I'm not a Republican. Mm -hmm. Those people lied to me. 
and there's people lied to all of us. And I think, like, that is one area. Foreign policy, they're, they've been pretty bad on. I think they've gotten better. Um, and especially, like, people like Tucker Carlson. Yeah. I think they've gotten better either because they were probably more principled and more actually conservative as opposed to, like, being a neocon or some um, rhino or just some establishment uh, hack or some shill for the industrial or military-industrial complex, you know, like, the ones that are actually maybe conservative that might have the principle of limited government being something that they believe in to their core and how... Ah, that would apply to everything going on overseas as well. But like, so, you know, Tucker Carlson, and then, then, then there's like the very, there's a minute, minute fraction of the never Trumpers, never Trumper Republicans, mm-hmm. and they're and they're the they're the neocon war hawks that yeah w- that are that would be saying that are saying the same thing about Trump that like he's not doing enough, and it's like Trump's still doing a lot. Like I want to give him credit, and that his sentiment seemed to be that he wants less war, he wants to bring people home, he wants to uh, interfere less. I want him to keep making actions to do so. He is the commander in chief, after all, and you know it's crazy to see that he can. The president can go overseas without Congress's approval, but as soon as he tries to bring them back, everybody's up in arms. But it's just, a, it's literally upside down world. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the criticisms of the right would be when it's kind of, I think, taken over by the neocons and that they want us to be in all these endless wars. Yeah, which is weird because I feel like now the... That, this is my criticism of the left now is, you know, you guys are becoming like the neocons. They're they're cuddling. They're cuddling with the neocons. Yeah. They love Bill Crystal all, all of a sudden. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, they loved John McCain all <sighs> of a sudden. Don't even get me started on that guy. I have a really good meme I made on him, too, if you guys want to look Ooh. at that. It, post it to our story. It needs to be um It might get taken t-shirt. down, but post it to our story. <laughs> Let's do it. But yeah, and his daughter is just oh god. Oh, she's awful. Anyways. Another another shout out to Pam Anderson for taking on Megan McCain on Megan McCain's own damn show. Oh yeah, that was great. That was excellent. God, that was beautiful. If you haven't seen that yet, everybody, like I I couldn't have said those things better. I couldn't have. Yeah, and I guess that's my my beef is, um, like, what have we accomplished so far with our wars? And yeah, like which one? <laughs> um, what have have are we any safer today than we were in two thousand one? Nope. In fact, I would say we're probably at more at more risk. Um, if an American traveling overseas is probably much more of a target for kidnapping in certain places. Um. So I mean, it's just. What if, what do we do? Do we actually do anything? And, um, you know, then on top of that, you know, the other, uh, my complaint with the, with the right is this like need for, um, to always like take the side of the police officer when it's clear the police officer was involved in something that they shouldn't have been involved in or they handled something wrong. I mean, there was like a, 
a video that was released like this week of a, of a girl, I think it was a special needs girl who was being beat up by a, by a police officer and the principal of the school is like telling him to like stop. Yeah. Um, Jesus, you know, and I've seen this, but I've seen this a lot as a nurse and as a mental health professional that, um, a lot of the, will have like patients who are, they've been off their meds, they're schizophrenic, they're crazy or they're bipolar and they're in a manic episode and police officers don't know how to, how to know when a patient or, I mean, I guess a person, they're not a patient at that point is wigging out because they are either seeing things that aren't there or hearing things that are not there or they're having like flight of ideas. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen somebody um, who's like a paranoid schizophrenic, but I've seen them be, like have superhuman strength because they have so much anxiety. Adrenaline? Yeah. And their adrenaline is rushing. Um, Sorry, I'm yawning. You're fine. <laughs> not because you're boring. It's because I'm exhausted. But, I mean, I've seen cops, like, handle it wrong. And, sure, I mean, you could say cops, their job, they do tend to put themselves, be in dangerous situations more than maybe anybody else's job. But there's just, like, and maybe I'm a little bitter because I'm a nurse. And it's not like there's, like, a, we we get, like, the a month or a week, but it's not like... I can walk into a store in, with my nursing uniform on and people are like, yeah. thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your service. No one does that. It's like, I could, I just like could have done CPR on somebody and say, brought somebody back from the dead, but I don't get any of that. Um, we're hardly ever put in the first responder category. So um, it's just, not only do I see like cops mishandling situations and escalating situations that they could de-escalate if they knew how to deal with it, or if they had the, they even had the desire to de-escalate a situation. But, you know, I just see people constantly just saying, well, that you just got to understand they have so much stress on them and they're in life or death situations all the time. So, okay. Maybe we need to stop letting people make laws that put them in having to enforce stupidity all the time. Number one, seriously. And number two, you know, maybe they need to learn how to deescalate situations instead of escalate situations. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe they could go to Maj Torres, uh, you know, conflict resolution, deescalation training, firearms training. Mm -hmm. I think everybody would benefit. Everybody who's in uniform would go benefit from, uh, learning from, Mosh. <laughs> and I honestly don't think we would need cops as much if we were an armed society. You know? No, I, I agree with that as well. Um, we wouldn't need to call them to save us from situations because we would be able to handle it without them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was... And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of... Because, you know, we run in AMCAP, AMCAP circles on the internet. A lot of voluntarist circles that... um are for the full privatization uh, and, and non-state affiliation of basically every service that you can imagine. And um, so, but one thing that I did appreciate was the sentiment of, like, and the idea of making cops obsolete. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's one of those things where I think cops, people like to, Ha hold in their mind 
like religiously that cops are the keepers of the peace and i maybe once upon a time before it was kind of nationalized and federalized and it's become so militarized as like the past decade Mm -hmm. um maybe at one point the local sheriff you know was a peacekeeper and um or maybe that role could be assumed once again but really they're out there you know making quotas and showing off their authority and you know cops that are listening to this like Hopefully that means you're awake enough and it, you might be in this shitty position. Yeah. Sorry, I'm cussing lately, but um, <laughs> you're in this position that, you know, whatever, whatever circumstances you found yourself in as a cop, it's like, you know, I can't make choices for you, but I really hope that in that position of incredible power, I hope you make the right decisions, you, you do the right thing, you can be a good example and fight out corruption, root out corruption wherever you see it because there's nobody that's going to do it for them. There's nobody that's going to do it for you, the individual. You know, it's not what they're about. As soon as they're kind of um, put into this state apparatus, all the incentives to actually be efficient, actually be peaceful actually be something productive for the community mm-hmm. it kind of all goes out the window yeah and i mean really like like you're saying people should be really getting behind maj Touré a lot more because if more of these like neighborhoods that he's from the hood so he's talking about yeah. like people who are in violent neighborhoods you know he's talking about people who lose their kids because somebody shot through their apartment and their mm-hmm. kid was just sleeping in their bed that night. Um, things yeah. that I don't even want to imagine happening to me or my family. So he's talking about, you know, taking up and protecting yourself, learning how to use a firearm safely. Um, cops should be behind that. You know, the whole community should be behind that. Because what cop wants to go into the hood at three o'clock in the morning, Right. And the one that does, I don't trust him at all. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to go there because they know how dangerous it is, much less a cop who he knows he's going to have a big target on his head because nobody likes the cops there. So, yeah, what better way? I mean, they haven't done they haven't done themselves any favors in those neighborhoods. But, you know, self-policing. Yeah. Make the cops obsolete. Yeah. And that does. Yeah. It's just it's going back to that whole like think locally act locally if you can build your community build your comfort with your neighbors like i know we don't have time and i know people are weird like my neighbor downstairs she's kind of crazy but you know (laughs) god bless her well and i think you know just kind of because we're we're talking about how, like, the media, like, the right-wing media really just tries to make cops, like, try to defend cops at every story where there's, like, a, a possible police brutality situation. Maybe it might be more helpful to just be more honest with it, you know? And that's that's all I'm asking, and that's all I'm looking for when I'm watching the news, and I get frustrated because I see that there's all these problems in society, and it doesn't 
do us any good to lie or cover for people that are doing what's wrong. So um, that's all I'm saying. I mean, the right, they, I know a, a lot of people on the right still that are good people and they just want to have a safer community and they want things to be better, but you have to be willing to hold up your own sometimes to a higher standard. Definitely. And examine those blind spots. And it's like, it's definitely a defense mechanism to fall into the mindset where, you know, those people are your friends. They're looking out for you. They have your best interests at heart. You know, they're here to help. They're here to help your community. They're here to keep us all safe because Lord knows what would happen without them. Right. And it's like, it, it's it's truly uh, some kind of... Uh, some kind of game that people play with themselves to think that those are the people we can rely upon. And, um, you know, they're, they just don't have the greatest track record to prove that that's the case or even that's, that that's what they're interested in or that's what their responsibility is. Like what was that Supreme court hearing that actually established that cops don't have to, they don't have to protect you. They don't have to protect you. They're not required. They, they, what is it? It's not like mandata- mandated that they have to protect us now. So what good does it do anymore? It's not their job to keep you safe. I mean, if you're. It's been admitted. I mean. It's on the public record. Yeah. And th- I guess that's the thing is that um, maybe this bringing it back to the left a little bit. I get a little bit um, confused about what they want to do because they hate guns, but they hate cops, too. So what is the answer? Yeah. You know, Their answer is give the cops the guns only. Well, the cops and, are corrupt. So what do you want? Yeah, right. You hate I, cops, yeah, remember? Cops are racist and they're evil. And so let's give them all the guns. Right, Beto? God, he's a moron. He's such and it, a moron. And he just set himself up with that name because I just call him Beta all day long. Because he is a massive, massive Beta. Yeah, for real. There's nothing sexy about him at all i kind of want to vomit just thinking about him i can't believe he's reproduced with somebody who did that i don't know she must have she must be like one of those like butch chicks that really likes to control her man like a an alpha that really like needs or like a faux alpha i'd say because i think a real alpha female wants the alpha male as well but um you know some weird the world has been changed into a very weird place, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Little young me, what do I know? But um, it's it's so off kilter, and I think everybody feels it, and that's why there is this unrest and this turmoil and this conflict, and so much of it, I know, like, we're all pitted against each other, and that's that comes from the media, that comes from the top down, that comes from the talking heads and people on TV that, yeah. I don't know like where they think they're why they think they're so important, but um really I I can't tell you how much better I am without having a TV. But I I don't I watch Netflix and you know movies and I read and I pay attention based on like trust sources I trust. Um, but I have to go on the internet to find them all. Yeah, I can't. The mainstream podcasts. Yeah, the mainstream media. Anything that you can that you can watch on television, or um, I'm I'm even gonna say, like newspapers are out. Um, I mean, and all you have to do really is look at who is sponsoring 
all of these. And then you'll know, Boeing. you'll know why their slant is a certain way. Like the Washington Post, we, me and Maddie were talking off, offline about the Washington Post. Well, who just bought it recently? Bezos. Yep. And then you, did you guys, did you know that he accepted a bunch of money from the CIA? Yep. So. Oh, was that rhetorical? I knew. <laughs> so. That's only because I care and pay attention. There you go. So there. And I want to know, I want to know who the puppet masters are. It makes me, which makes me extremely anxious when like the recent thing about Washington Post was the, how they uh, described al-Baghdadi when the, he was, when he was murdered. They, they like, the title was like austere religious leader or something like that. Instead of, I don't know, yeah. ISIS. Austere uh, religious scholar. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, this guy was a rapist. He was a murderer. I mean, what? Why would you even call him that? It's, it's just a weird place for them to have gotten themselves into with that. And so... And um, the me- the memes have been wonderful, so I'll thank them for that. Yeah. I'll thank them for their service on that front. But, but why? Because the CIA should be... Their interest should be in protecting and saving saving us from people like him. Mm-hmm. You uh, think. Why would they allow that title to come out? And it was, from what I understood, it was titled something else, and then they changed it to that softer title. So, I mean, I just, it's I feel like... Th- wondering who they're trying to placate. Right, yeah. What is this, what are they trying to do? Um, yeah. It, it's just really weird, and... Uh, no. I don't consider any of them journalists. I can't consider that journalism. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a big thing that uh, we get libertarians or ANCAPs get accused of a lot of times is that we love corporations and we and we hmm. and we support corporations over go- and we just hate government so much. Well, corporations wouldn't exist if it weren't for government because government puts so many regulations on on companies that they do form into corporations and they have no choice in order to maintain. Um, and make a profit, they have to form corporations. Um, I mean, not all corporations are like Coca-Cola or, you know, Amazon or something like that. You know, they, there are smaller corporations that are like mom and pop people that, you know, they're not making millions of dollars. Um, but one of the things that I don't like about corporations is what we're seeing with like the Washington Post and Amazon, um, and then getting in bed with government, like the CIA, taking money, government money, to keep their business afloat. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, Corporate welfare is just as disgusting, if not more so, than... I don't know any libertarian that likes that. Than other welfare. I mean, if you... Um, what was the name of that book? I have it sitting over here. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, what's it about? It's a written by a journalist and she was writing during the Obama administration. She suddenly started, um, writing articles about, uh, the Obama administration in a negative way. And Cheryl Atkinson. Yeah. But what's the name of that book? Uh, she's written maybe two in the past, however many years. So couldn't tell you either, but anyways, uh, 
I, anyway. I didn't finish reading it, but I got to where like they, she had her laptop turned on in the middle of the night and she saw that somebody had put somebody remotely put something on her laptop, like a document on her laptop. That is so creepy. So, I mean, uh, that's not cool. Um, if no. if we're supposed to have a freedom of the press in this country, I don't think that government should be in bed with these corporations. I don't like these entities that we didn't vote for, like anybody through the CIA or the FBI or the NSA, for that matter, having any involvement in our economy. They need to be hands-free of our economy, our 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 uh media um because uh, that's why we see so much bias and i think that there is something for them keeping the left and the right so strictly you know against each other and i it it's there's something they gain from having the left and right hate each other so much there really is definitely because let's just face it i mean we just saw like uh, Ellen DeGeneres and Bush like at a game together hanging out like they're best buddies I mean they're all on the same team they're all on the same team so it's like why are we even pretending and, and, and reminder it's not the team that we are on we as in the regular Joe Schmo Lady Joes yeah <laughs> whatever you call us Josephina us normal commoners of the United States of America. We are not those people. We are not the ruling class. We are not the elite. And they know, or they, like, see themselves above all of us. Yeah, so my suggestion is, you know, if you if you can't, if you just can't wrap your mind around looking at alternative sources, and, I mean, I'll say, like, I'll list off some news sources that I think are good. Um, the Propaganda Report, um, I think that listening to Part of the Problem with Dave Smith is a good one. Um, Tom Woods is always good on giving you... You can learn just like, everything He teaches from Tom everything. Woods. He talks about... Actually, everything. Current events and historical events and oh, everything in between. But... Um, I would also say, especially for like people who are on the right and are afraid to like really far on the... I don't know, like traditional right and might be afraid to jump into the online world and alternative media i mean go look at uh ron paul's liberty report yeah he and daniel mcadams put on a show every day it's about 20 20 30 minutes they have a podcast if that's the only way you can listen to it but they're on youtube i stream them there um and you know he they're just very straightforward. They're looking for the objective truth. They don't play sides. Their only side and concern is um, your individual liberties as an American citizen, as a person of this world. You know, just very... There's nothing edgy about either of them. I, but it's crazy that they're kind yeah. of seen as such. But that's just because they try and speak truth to power. Like, actual truth to actual power. Yeah, and I think that, um, like, I'll admit, when I listen to Dave Smith or I listen to Monica Perez on the prop, uh, prop, propaganda report, is that what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> I just, but you can call it prop report. Yeah. Um, uh, I know that there's a slant. I know that there's going to be a libertarian slant to everything that they say. 
Um, so if that bothers you guys, I mean, listen to that and listen to what you say and or what you listen to and, and compare the two and see. Yeah. There's such a wide, there's going to be a wide gap. And what you see, the like the mainstream media, who's paid for by Coca-Cola, by the CIA, the FBI, by uh, Amazon. Boeing, Chevron, yeah. energy and companies. And then you have people like Monica Perez on the Propaganda Report, who does like a radio show in Atlanta. And, you know, she's just got local, like a furniture store as her, uh, you know, her sponsors. I know. She's awesome. So think about that. Just think about that and put those things together. Like what would be the motivation to tell you how horrible Trump is and how he needs to be impeached and that we really need, we really should have just had Hillary Clinton all along or, or uh, it's Halloween week. (laughs) Yeah. Or how like this impeachment process is a sham and all the, all the Democrats are, they're just trying to shove all these immigrants into our country so they'll vote Democrat. I mean, come on. Like, but look who are the sponsors and look who is behind the big people behind the, the wheel. Yeah. There's n- and it's like, yeah. So we know that the it's, I guess maybe the, the right knows that Fox News is biased towards the right. They they kind of know that that's really the only place they have to hang out to watch the news. Right. Um, and the left specifically won't go to Fox News because they think it's biased towards the right. But there seems to be this blind spot as to what CNN and MSNBC address. And really every other channel you can turn to. They all lean to some degree to the left. And But... but I think none of them they won't admit it right like they don't that's that's mostly it like msnbc might come the closest to kind of admitting that they've got a bias but i still don't think so but none of them admit that they have a bias and thus like people who are diehard um fanatics for those channels and completely 100 percent rely upon them as their source of news don't understand that they're that there's also a bias there I will say this. It's like every, there's a bias everywhere. Yeah, there's no it. There's a just bias know it, everywhere. Face it, address it, and I, like you were saying, try to balance out those views. Yeah, but and I think question, one of the reasons question everything probably why I became a libertarian is because when I started listening to Tom Woods and uh, you know Dave Smith and um, another podcaster that will remain nameless, um, <laughs> I will say that. Uh, the reason, the thing that I liked about all of them, especially and Ron Paul as well, um, yeah. they all were saying that the left and the right had their problems. Here is the problem with the right and what they're doing that's messing up everything. And here's the problem with the left. And they would they would criticize both pres both sides, a president from the right and the left, and um, you know I think that that uh, and like even today like. You're, you will listen to uh, a libertarian or an, an anarchist, you know, news source, and they're going to criticize Trump as well as Obama. They're not just going to pick that. So that's what I like about it, because you're not going to just hear, oh, but Trump is doing all these wonderful things and he's saving all these people and, you know, 
he doesn't ever poop. He just passes a little <laughs> bit of gas. Maya, uh, it's great American poop. Yeah, you know, it's just come on. Like, um, I hate to hear like. I always my my ears always perk up when I never hear them criticize their own side. That always makes me realize like there's something not right about this. I know. Yeah. So, and that remind that leads me to um and since we we're talking about the propaganda report, um I was listening to uh you know this was it this week or last week I guess it was last week that I think it post oh yeah so. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, the, there was a big interview that Joe Rogan did with Edward Snowden, and everybody made such a huge deal about it. Um, and I used to be, like, an Edward Snowden, like, fan. Like, I thought what he did was so brave, and I was, you know, I thought that he was doing the right thing. And I still think that part of that whole thing was brave, but um, listening, I listened to uh, Monica Perez and um, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. I'm going to. Kikinones. Yeah, I just want to say Mance Raider because it's just easier. Yeah, I know. It is. <laughs> uh, he goes by his real name now, but Mance Raider is much easier yeah. to say. Uh, Free man beyond the wall. Yep. Just, you know, that's easy. Go to the podcast. Get, go to his latest. I think it's his latest. Um, he did an interview with Monica Perez, and they really just hatched out that whole interview and just laid yeah. out their um, their issues with that with um, Edward Snowden, and it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, just the gist of it really is. Um, Monica was talking about how Ed Edward Snowden really like why was that such a big news story. You know, it was all over all the main mainstream media all over when that when that happened. And um, and they even allowed that documentary Citizen Four to come out on. I think it was Netflix. Um, and but then Julian Assange, I mean, everything that's been going on with him would barely get word on how he's doing in prison. Right. Yeah. And and that man is not doing well. Yeah. Like, he can barely string a sentence together right now, if last I heard. He's been he's been drugged. Yeah, I just hope they get him... I've heard people talk about him getting extradited soon to the U.S. and that being a positive thing so that we can keep him safe here. We, meaning, hopefully, the Trump administration, despite some of the saber-rattling I think we've seen um, from him. And I really pray and hope that that's the case, because Julian Assange... Uh, his, his, and WikiLeaks actions in the, really in the 2016 election season really were instrumental in letting the truth come out Mm -hmm. that the DNC cheated Bernie out of a candidacy or a nomination at least. Um, um, and that they were backing Hillary, that they were trying to handpick both her internal inner party opponents and how to beat them all and how to handle them all, how to get them out of her way. Mm-hmm. And then also how and who to prop up on the right. Right. And the funny thing, the funny thing about the whole, it all is that like they wanted Trump to be propped up. Like once they kind of saw that he was catching a foothold, they're like, all right, this will be easy. Yep. Just shine all the light on him, get him the spotlight, get him the attention do what you can because we want him to be her opponent. Yeah. And then he beat her. Yeah. But, and for those that really hate Julian Assange because he helped get Trump 
you know, in. Uh, which I guess he sort of did. I mean, it wasn't hard to. He, all he had to do was just expose Hillary for what she was. Yeah, which a lot of people were already waking up to, but, like, I think it really, it was a pretty big eye-opening moment. But everybody forgets that he basically put, he's the reason why everybody hates Bush, too. Yeah, that's true. He exposed a lot of things that Bush was doing, not only were that we were spying, but also that we were doing these just awful things, like, I mean, the drone program started under him. So we were mm-hmm. we were doing some god awful things to these people in foreign countries that we shouldn't have been doing, um, thanks to Bradley Manning or Chelsea Manning, whichever one you want to call him, you know, being willing to show that. Now, that's a whole other story we could go on with Chelsea Manning. I don't know the psyops on that, but um, you know, I just think that if you're going to criticize Julian Assange for what, how Trump became president. You also have to remember that he probably, he, in a way, he got us Obama too because he made Bush look so bad. Yeah. So, um, and and honestly, like you know, nobody's perfect, and I'm sure he's not an angel of a human. But um, I think his mission for just publishing what exists, publishing the records, publishing that, it's like. If you can stick to objectionable, or, like, not objectionable, objective truth, Mm -hmm. then you don't have to play sides. You don't have to pick a team. You don't have to pick a dog. And you're not in the fight. You're just letting the truth be exposed. And, like, everybody can make a better, more rational decision based on objective truth. And and they didn't even... See, the thing about WikiLeaks is they didn't didn't, um, take a news information and then like spin it how they wanted it like abc Mm -mm. did with that not um that the not real syrian video but the kentucky video that they edited you mean um knob creek crazy yeah yeah that you know they didn't do that they all they did was say here are a bunch of emails that we got off of Here's 10,000 pages. Enjoy. And they just released it and they let the public decide for themselves what that information meant, which is what the news is supposed to be. And everything that WikiLeaks has released, it all has turned out to be true. A hundred percent. So, uh... Yeah, there's never any criticism of, like, whether or not it's truthful. That... And if you remember, like, when all those emails were released... Well, the funny thing was, is that the, you know, Hillary campaign, they, Hillary and, um, John Podesta and, uh, just all of these people, they, they weren't saying how untrue that information was. They were talking about how Russia. Yeah. I was going to say that they brought Russia into the mix. Russia got involved somehow. Russia is telling everybody how, how bad we are. So everybody that's on the left that thinks that um, that WikiLeaks was, you know, was terrible. Just remember, they everything they released, your your folks never deny that that was true. So that should put some pause into it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. We're questioning whether or not Edward Snowden is as uh, brave and stunning as we thought he was. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's as brave, as quite as brave and stunning. It, it seems, I don't know. Like, 
when it is, you're right as soon as um and our stunning and brave will i think we've touched on her before but you know monica perez she is such a badass like if you're not listening to the propaganda report please go listen and subscribe um her they her and her producers drive time news blast um they do these shorter episodes every yeah. day of the week and then they do a longer episode once a week when she does her um show in atlanta on the actual like fm ra- am radio whatever i don't know actual radio um but yeah so it was actually her like you said latest interview on mance raider's show free man beyond the wall go check it out and again it's just like go in with an open mind whatever you thought about edward snowden whether you did think he was a traitor or whether you did think he was a hero i really think it was important for me to hear that her perspective Mm -hmm. because she researched the crap out of him back in the day and um, like that's just how her brain works and what she does. So it's smart. It's a smart she, way to look at she, it. She's very smart, and so she brought up a lot of good points. And I think a bit differently about him now, honestly. And um, I again, I, you can't trust anybody. Don't put anybody on a pedestal because yeah, you don't unless unless you like can truly and honestly somehow genuinely tell. That they don't have a, a shtick that they're trying to sell you. That there's not somebody behind them, like, poking them, pushing them to, t- to say certain things. Like, just be careful who you listen to. Be careful yeah. who you put your trust in. Be careful who you idolize. Yeah, I mean, I get I get criticized a lot because um, I don't like... When, I, when we're talking about American history, I'll be like, well, that guy was a bad guy. That guy was a bad guy. Um... And my husband will always be like, well, was there anybody that you like? Like, you know, well, I don't like, I don't have to like anybody. Like, I don't. And the thing is, I don't really think that there's very many good people, like, in real life ever. You know, even including myself. Like, I'm a selfish person. Um, I'm loud, obnoxious. I mean, if I met me, I probably wouldn't like me sometimes. Especially, like, if I didn't have coffee, I would be a awful person to meet well but at least you're off monster now right (laughs) yeah but it's not i'm on like these energy like uh shakes that i make it's not much better but it's cheaper than a monster for sure uh there you go but yeah i think that the big thing is though um be a skeptic you don't have to be just like me and just like be negative all the time (laughs) i promise (laughs) i'm not negative all the time actually but I'm a pretty positive person, but I'm very skeptical yeah. and suspicious. So I don't know if you can find find whatever balance works for yeah. you. I feel like if um, I, I'm always like when I'm in a new situation and people are like, don't like that person or you need to really get to know that one. And then I, I my my antenna comes up and I realize I got to seek this out for myself. Yeah. I think that's how that's how you should look at news. I mean, take that information and, you know question it test it up against some other things that you believe in i mean what are your principles that's the big thing it's like i have core principles do you have core principles what are your core principles and does it match up with what the media is telling you and what and what you see and experience on a day-to-day basis with actual people in the real world Mm -hmm. like does what they're saying make sense or not and generally it doesn't yeah and i don't know when it did and I mean, Last. if you really were to do like a deep dive on any like person in history, for example, like um, 
We've just found out like a bunch of horrible things about uh, Martin Luther King. You know, there was a lot of bad stuff that was found out about him. But at the same time, there's a lot of really good stuff. That, so do we just negate all the good stuff because of all the bad stuff? I don't think so. I think that ev we have to look at people as human beings, which means that we don't put them on this gigantic pedestal and, you know, like Trump is going to save the United States from blah, 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 or Obama was this wonderful president because of A, B, and C. He was, they're both human beings and they both were fallible. They probably um, were not great Nobody husbands all the time. <laughs> They probably weren't great dads all the time. I mean, there's probably a point at which they cussed. I know that Obama smoked cigarettes, so my God. You know, it's like, let's just see them as human beings. And we save ourselves yeah. a lot of drama. All right. Anything yep. else you want to? Nah, that's probably good for right <laughs> now. And um, especially because, you know, we always go longer than we think we will. I but know. that's because we're just fired up for freedom and free thought, right? Right. But um, on that joyous note, please, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Voluntary Vixens. Um, we love interacting with you. We love hearing from you. And we love memes. Yes. Send us memes. We're all about memes. Like, literally, memes make my day. Um. Or you could email us at voluntaryvixens at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Same thing, Voluntary Vixens. Um, find us on Twitter. We're not that active, but, you know, we might be. Uh, I know Jesse's on there on occasion. Yeah. Um, vixens underscore voluntary or just Vixens Voluntary. I think it's that. I think it's just Either Vixens way, Voluntary. Search us, search us and you'll find us. We are on Patreon. Vixens underscore voluntary. And, you know, if we were to actually make money, like, part of our plan would be to donate a good percentage of it to, like, a rotating libertarian cause, local cause, community cause. So, you know, like, it's not really something that we're doing for profit. We're just here to kind of have fun, vent a little, and um, hopefully share ideas in a different way. Yeah. And to a different audience than might normally be reached. And I just... Did I miss any plugs? Um, I just wanted to plug David from um, The Morning Drive with Dave just because... Yeah. Or David, sorry. Um, because he uh, he and I did an interview, or I guess it was an interview, we just kind of co-hosted together about um, Child Protective Services. And that was a really fun episode. So if you guys want to check him out on his podcast, he does um, like these short little 20-minute you know, on his drive to work, rants about different topics. It's kind of interesting. Um, He's stunning and brave. Yeah. As long, along with uh, Monica Perez. Um, and I, Girl crush. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. She's pretty awesome. And I guess that's it. Yeah. That's it. All right. All right. Um, you know, we'll do what we can. But you all listening in the meantime, keep it safe, keep it peaceful, and keep it voluntary. Peace.